Is this thing on? KRNU Studios. This is Sheldon Johnson. He's a musician and a rapper, but he's also a farmer. Would you have believed that? Last time, this will be the last time that you break my heart, my baby girl. I told you last night. Welcome to 93 Counties, a podcast about Nebraska and the people that call it home. I'm Brady Sorbin. I'm Connor Wiesman. In this episode, Sheldon Johnson, a farmer and musician from Saunders County, is balancing his farming roots with his musical aspirations. Sheldon Johnson lives in Wahoo. He farms 160 acres just outside of town. I'm pretty young, I'm still learning, but uh, I got my dad there teaching me whatever I need and he, he's always been a good leader for me. So uh, that's pretty much, that's how that works. Farming's always been a, a hobby of mine and uh, I, I just love sticking with it. Right now it's a, a fun time to do it. He's also a musician. He loves all kinds of music and he's been posting songs on platforms like SoundCloud and Spotify since high school. I consider, I, I do a lot of pop. I do a lot of uh, funk, like psychedelic, uh, like 70s. I do a lot of, uh, I like kind of EDM stuff. Uh, I, I'll pretty much make any genre of music. But music isn't his only calling. He's a fifth generation farmer. Farming is in his blood. Uh, let me tell you this. So. You're never really done with farming unless you unless you want to be done or unless the bank says you're done. So it's like um, my grandpa he he had his last harvest and he said I'm retiring and he passed away that like that winter. So he farmed his whole life. Like my great grandpa farmed his whole life. My dad he he won't stop working. That's what he loves. He's gonna get up and do that till he passes away. So um, it's kind of it's a lifestyle. And you see yourself doing that. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's just what I know, you know. Johnson's father supports him in more than just his farm life. Uh, if I got to do a show or something, or if I got to do, uh, my dad, he, he will prioritize what I want to do over what needs to get done. And I, I mean, I, I can't thank him enough for that because he, he believes in what I can do and what, what I want to do. The love of farming was passed down from his father, but his love for music came from his mother. When I was seven years old, my sisters, I have three older sisters and they, uh, they all, my mom would always push music on us. She would say, this is great for your brain, go to piano lessons, whatever. So she would send me with the, the girls to piano lessons and I would just always be there causing a ruckus. Johnson said that farming can be, well, territorial but was able to buy the land his family has been renting for decades. We farmed that for the last 60, 70 years, my dad and his, his dad and my, my grandpa. And um, so they pretty much passed away, the landlords, the people that own the land, and then they passed it down to their seven kids that live in California or whatever. And those guys, they just want, they don't want anything to do with the farming, you know, they're living their life, they're doing their thing. So, um, we worked out a good deal and I ended up, that's how I, I got it. It was a good like private sale. I didn't have to go to auction or nothing. And it was, it was a good deal. Before Johnson started making moves in the farming industry, 
in high school, he and his friend Peyton Seymour started a band called the Dockside Boys. Our band, I didn't start it. Me and Peyton started together pretty much, I would say. Um, I got a buddy I grew up with in Fremont, and he he was just, he was always on my level doing whatever I wanted to do. So we watched the movie NW, NWA, Straight out of Compton. That really got us going. We went to Radio Shack that night. We bought a mic, a little $20 mic, and we hooked it up to my computer, and we just started started rapping, started making little raps. And it got to a point where we we were not good. We were terrible. We were like, we we're f- freshmen in high school making making terrible music. But it was it was funny because you'd get a reaction out of kids from school. They would hear it, and then I'd get more plays, and I'd just keep doing it. It was fun. And it was like, I had people in high school that that were talking about it. Like they would come up to me at lunch and be like, "This is trash. Why are you like? What? What is?" It? I was like, "I just do it for fun. It's fun." Well, now they're like, "Oh, bro, this stuff's good. This stuff's so sick." Okay, thanks, buddy. While some classmates disliked Johnson's music, others wanted to be a part of it. We ended up having like a. a kind of a beef a little fight with this guy named uh ben first ben firstenberg you gotta fight with ben yeah yeah we we ended up having a little diss battle you know we were throwing tracks back and forth like we were rapping rapping like it was uh tupac and biggie rapping back and forth you know it was a it was fun we didn't have any actual hate for each other but it was he was a local rapper we were a local group and we were just territorial thing almost i went to high school with ben firstenberg and he he spent the last year producing. He picked up producing from he's he's getting pretty good just making beats now. And really, that's uh, he loves that. And we ended up becoming good friends after having we've we've got a couple songs out. And uh, he comes over and he'll just he'll cook up on my computer and make some beats, and we'll just all sit in the back and have some fun. I got two studios in my house here in Lincoln. My buddy he just put uh, I helped him get a mic and an interface set up, and he got two speakers, and it's it's good. Since creating a band, Johnson has learned through others on how to create music for himself. I stopped paying for things in the music world. I started doing it all myself. I was I was paying like 170 bucks. This guy named Bo Vallis, he he mixed uh, Happy by Pharrell. He like put the song together, make it sound good, pretty much. And so he would mix all the Dockside Boy songs. I was paying like 170 bucks a song just to get this get this sound good. And I would listen to those over and over and over and see what he would change with the audio, see what he would add, like echoes or like different, there's different plugins and stuff you can do to make the audio sound cooler. And um, I would just kind of mold my sound after his because like this is a, this guy knows what he's doing and he's doing it with my vocals. Like there's nothing better. I can get an understanding of what I want with my sound. Take this guy's, it's like, it's like learning from, from Kobe. If you're learning a jump shot or a fadeaway from Kobe, I'm learning this software, what he's doing with my song and applying it to my own. Johnson played several instruments, including trumpet, drums, and baritone in band throughout middle school and high school. I can play a lot of instruments just because they're pretty similar. I can, I just uh, understand it. I've always been doing it my whole life. But um, nowadays, technology, you can play any instrument on a keyboard. You know, you can play a flute, you can play whatever. Sheldon's first ever published song as J Money was called Taco, and it was a song about his dog. My first rap was about my dog. I have this dog that I got when I was four. His name's Macho. And he, uh, I got him from the Saunders County Fair. 
and he's he's like 19 now we don't really know his age but he's he's up there and he uh he inspired me to write my first song so i wrote this rap about macho going to get a taco down at uh i don't even remember the bars to be honest but it's it was just corny stuff and i i made that under the name of j money and i i uh just because my last name is johnson so i i uh put that out didn't get any views don't care it was just what i was doing you know making mm -hmm. fun i always had a there's something in my brain where I just didn't care. I just wanted to put out what I what I wanted to do, and I, I just didn't care what other people were gonna say about it. There once was a dog named Macho. He always was going for a taco. But one night when he was sleeping, there was an older pup looking for some eat. The dog pounced onto Macho's back. But when Macho woke up, he thought he was whack. Macho figured out he was attacked. Started jumping onto the other dog's back. Grant Crockett, Johnson's cousin, watched his music career grow from the beginning. So, you know, at first I was kind of like shocked, you know, because, you know, growing up in a small town, you know, you're farming. And to, to be honest, you know, I kind of had doubts, but growing up and like watching his music grow and like turn into what it is now and how it sounds now has been like really cool to see because he's grown so much. And even if you listen, you know, the first songs he's made to the music he's putting out now, it's kind of crazy to see that progression. What did your high school friends and Sheldon's high school friends think of Sheldon making music at first? I mean, so everyone was actually really supportive. Every, you know, kind of everyone loved Sheldon. So they're like, yeah, dude, like, go for it. And they're like kind of hyping him up and stuff. And it's pretty supportive, I'd say. After establishing a passion for music, his family believed Johnson would go strictly into the music industry. You know, when he started doing the like the music stuff um i i had doubts because i'm like all right you know this kid like his dad's a great farmer he farms all of our land he knows the land probably knows what to do like he'd be the perfect mentor so i'm like yeah like that'd be perfect for him and sheldon has a really good work ethic like he could do that but like once he's because he started doing the music i'm like is he like i i'm like is he gonna do something else you know it was like a like why would he not do farming full-time and then pursue music on the side the Dockside Boys started small, just messing around with music, but eventually they began to grow. Um, the Dockside Boys, they started, we started uh, 2015 probably, and we would just mess around, make funny raps. They, they had no meaning, nothing. We'd just make songs as a high schooler with them. Um, we, uh, we ended up getting following locally to where we could have some shows and have some fun with it. Johnson said their first show was not typically what you would expect. We had our first show out at Sandy Point in Ashland. And it was on a beach. And it was for some like 12 year old girl's birthday party. But it was like a bunch of high schoolers came and it was just party. And we, we sang happy birthday to this girl and continued on. It was a, it was a fun night. And, um, we got got money from that, put it in the studio, got a better mic, got a uh, better setup, and just kept going from there pretty much. And it got to a point where um, the boys got to college, so it's like Callan, he joined a fraternity, and Peyton joined a fraternity, and they, they both, it's just a lot of stuff you got to do. You don't, you don't got enough time for coming back home and coming to the studio and doing all this so it's fun to get those boys. They come in and they they uh, they'll put down a verse or whatever. 
we kind of said, well, let's, let's take a break here. Don't really have any ambitions for what's going to come for the Dockside boys, but uh, the legacy's there. Even though the Dockside boys haven't dropped music since 2019, Johnson still works with well-known musicians from across the United States, such as Ian Dior. So did you have any, like, features? Did you ever get anyone with, like, real reputation? Yeah, do you guys know Ian Dior? Of course. I got a song with Ian. I got, he was supposed to, I was supposed to open for him for the, he was coming to perform for Philanthropy um, here at UNL. He was supposed to perform at the Pinewood Theater, Pinewood Bowl, down, um, so outdoor one. And I was supposed to open for him, and then COVID hit and it canceled the show. So um, somehow, the grace of God, my producer, Trilly Kid, he's from uh, out, out by where you're from, O'Neill. He's from O'Neill. Okay. And he uh, He's worked with some big artists. He's worked with X. He's worked with uh, Wi-Fi's Funeral. That's also a feature I'm working on right now. I have a song from him. I just am writing my verse right now. Um, the Ian Dior feature was pretty much a done song in like 2017. And this was just in the vault of my producer who made the beat. And he's he's just been saving it. He hasn't done nothing with it. It had open verse on it. He hasn't had an artist to put on it. And he got it cleared with Ian's manager. And now it's on all platforms. So I, I so you weren't so you were not in the studio with Ian Dior. No, so I wish. While music began as a hobby for Johnson and his friends, it steadily grew to a passion. It was just me making music for the fun of it. And it still is kind of that, you know? It, it gets to a point where it's not business, it's fun. It's, you have buddies in the studio, in your room, like just having fun, making making good songs. And when you, when you make a, when you get done making a song, that's always the best feeling. You go ride around in the car and listen to it together and just, this is, we're making music for each other to listen to is what it is and if usually if the consensus is these guys like it then some more people are going to like it and then you just gotta go from there find your audience Sheldon Johnson has left his impact in Wahoo as a recording artist and phenomenal farmer and the sky is the limit for the young influencer Thank you for tuning in to 93 Counties. This has been Brady Sorbin and Connor Wiesman covering Saunders County's very own Sheldon Johnson. Yeah.